This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the podcast number 38. How you doing out there, world, universe, America? Podcast land. Podland. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, filling in uh, while D is in uh, somewhere Middle Eastern land uh, with P-Town. Came back to help me fill this gap in all of your worthless lives. And my own worthless life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and our worthless lives. Gives me something to do. So here we are drinking warm beer. Yeah, I was going to say it gives me something to do besides drink, but we are drinking, so, oh well. At least you have someone else here to, I don't know, make you feel better about yourself. Yeah, you're right. Is it working? No. Okay. I do like drinking beer during the week, though. It's good. Keeps my brain brain limber. Yeah, keeps you fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I get that not-so-fresh feeling the next morning, though. I've got that feeling right now. I've pretty much got that feeling all the time. So anything new with you since the last podcast? Um, No. Yeah, me neither. Nothing. I did get a couple of people to listen to the podcast and give really? me feedback, and they thought it was uh, funny, silly. I'm, I'm just listing off the adjectives as I got them. Funny, silly, Sexy. stupid. Oh, okay. Yet, yet funny. The person qualified it. Were these people who listened to the podcast fun. before, and they were talking about no. that specific episode? No, oh. this was this was this was really just me, you know, sending them an email saying, "Hey, check me out! I want a podcast," <laughs> and they listened to it at work. Your mom, <laughs> and then complained because it wasn't work safe. <laughs> Oops! Oops! That's what headphones are for, people. Well, you know. Uh well, that's pretty cool. Nobody uh, voted for either any of the. I don't know. I guess I said we weren't doing the contest, so maybe people didn't. Uh, well, how many votes do you vote. typically get? Oh, about 50 or 100, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Worldwide. Dave usually counts them. So. Do you get a lot of Australian votes? We have some Australian people. There's a lot of people in England who listen for some reason. I guess I guess they're probably laughing at us. Yeah. You know, yeah, like they're... our silly American accents and all that shit. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do. But, uh, you know, hey, English people. Or British or whatever the hell you're all called over there. Yeah, you're, don't don't throw stones from a glass house. Okay, we could start going off. Blimey. Anyway, so yep, nothing much other than that's new with me either. So let's just talk about what's new with the world. <laughs> this is where we need the bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. Bang. We're still trying to get those sound effects worked out so it'll sound more like a morning zoo. Yeah. I know I know somebody emailed in and said that uh while Dave was away, uh we should uh make it sound like more like the morning zoo, take it in the morning zoo direction, which I'm all for. I mean slide whistles and and spring noises and horses and all that kind of crap. That was a good one. We'll have it figured out by next week, I promise. Yeah. Once D gets back, but then he it won't be uh serious enough for him, so Anyway, um, so Dustin Diamond's in a porn. <laughs> now, explain who Dustin Diamond is. Uh, Dustin Diamond is not a wrestler, although you would think so from his name. But um, let me just say this. The title of the sex movie is called Saved by the Smell. 
which is a play on Saved by the Bell, which uh, Dustin Diamond was in. It was, uh, what would you call that? Like an after-school sitcom type thing? It was one of those low-budged television shows that somehow made it onto a network and then somehow gained a following right. and became kind of popular, and it, it's now still talked about. But it would come on at like 5 p.m. It yeah. wasn't at night. Yeah, it was so like I, aimed at high school kids. Yeah, and, can you really call it a sitcom? It's I, like a, I don't know. Anyways, Dustin Diamond played Screech. <laughs> and so uh, I, he's doing a porn now. He's in a 40-minute uh, video in which he engages in a kinky three-way with two women. Uh, and the article that I have here says, I don't know if they're just trying to titillate, but I, I for one, am very titillated. <laughs> we can't get too graphic here, but w- this is a quote. But word is that the action includes uh, some bodily functions. Well... Isn't a sex a bodily function, obviously? Isn't screech a bodily function? Yeah, but look. And it also includes an act known as a dirty Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if screech is giving or getting. I can only... uh, He's kind of a big star. I I would hope that he would not have to endure getting a dirty Sanchez. Is he a big star? I thought he was just on a funny show. In the world of low-budget porn, he's like a big star. (laughs) He's a big star in the same way that other sitcom... Who's the guy that played the nerdy nerdy black kid? Uh, Urkel. Urkel. See, he's a star, too. Yeah. From what I understand, he can't get any work. If anybody, maybe in, in... Britain or foreign countries, they did they don't know what Saved by the Bell is. But if you know what, uh, yeah, that that if you know who Urkel is, Screech is like a white Urkel. <laughs> but if you don't know who Screech is, you probably don't know who Urkel is either. So that's probably a bad way to go about describing it. But uh, so yeah, he's in a porn. Um, but apparently, you know, he used to be this like really little nerdy dork, and now apparently he's like a black belt in karate and. Uh, one of the things that they note is wait in the I, in the porn or for real? No, for real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to reconcile this image of this guy you remember from the show being in a porn. They're saying like he's buffed up now and he's a black belt. And and I totally missed this, but they say four years ago he defeated uh, Ron Palillo uh, in on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, and Ron Palillo or Palillo. Uh, used to be Horshack on Welcome Back, Otter. <laughs> so he's big enough to beat the shit out of Horshack. They kind um, they, they kind of look like the same person. Yeah, Horshack so, was. Uh, I think he was supposed to be a Puerto Rican Jew. That was the. That was what they, <laughs> the Dakota. joke. That was the joke on the show, and and Screech was just your generic, genera dork. <laughs> Which pains me to say that. Uh, I you know people used to tell me that I looked like Screech. The actor. Probably not now that he's all buff, but more back when he was just a skinny little dork. See, I don't get that because I don't think you look anything like Screech. I think, I don't have the same hair, but uh, maybe the face. I don't know. That's, so a, just, that's a stretch. I just, you know, if any listeners want to know what I look like, kind of like Screech with just blonde straight hair. Or whatever color my hair is. It's kind of no color at this point. And a mega huge cock. Yeah, and a really big... Well, he might have a bigger cock than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't help but think of uh, who's the other washed-up 80s actor, actress, who then did a porn with uh, the same name as the show she was on. Oh, I have that porn. Yes. Uh, Dana Plato. Dana Plato. In different strokes. Yeah. I have that porn. That's a really shitty porn. Because it's, it's a softcore uh, 
like porn with, that actually has a story. Like there's entire scenes where nobody's naked. It's but a it's, horrible story. But it's called Different Strokes, right? It's called Different Strokes, yeah. It's about a guy and his girlfriend and their lesbian three-way encounter with Dana Plato. And and then right when I got the tape, um, she like – did she commit suicide or something? like that? I week? think she OD'd. She got arrested for shoplifting. And I remember hearing the story. She shoplifted from some convenience store. And then she was found on the scene just hours later. So it was obviously some, you know, cry for help. Yeah, man, all those kids from different strokes are all fucked up. I don't know. Todd Bridges, he was on Celebrity Boxing, and he beat Vanilla Ice's ass. Yeah, but wasn't he a crackhead <laughs> before Whatever. That? He, was like, he was, like, big and flabby, and Vanilla well, yeah, Ice he... was kind of ripped, and, you know, tattoo guy looked like he could probably kick some ass if, if uh, you know, instigated. And uh, Todd Bridges housed him. Well, that's good. But I wouldn't fight a crackhead either. I mean, crackheads... They've got the power of crack behind them. <laughs> well, see, the crackhead fighting is an anomaly in itself because usually they'll just run. Yeah. That's what they do. They run. Away with your money, your wallet that they just stole. Sure. Or from the cops. So you kind of look like the guy from Six Feet Under, that main <laughs> dude. I was going to say, give, I've give heard... everybody else a visual on you. Well, I've heard that. I've heard the guy from uh, The Office, the new office. I don't even see, I haven't even seen the new office. Maybe one episode, but apparently I look like a guy on that too. I look like the lead guy from Arrested Development. I look like the guy from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, you do kind of look like that guy. I What's look like name? a whole host of guys. Tyler or something no, it like was, that? Uh, or whatever, uh, yeah. You also kind of look like that guy Dane Cook, who's that comedian who's like ultra popular right now. In the... I don't even know who that is. Anyways, I'm behind. you look like all these like... Well, semi good look. I mean, you don't look as good as them, but you remind people of like these tall, like good looking actors. And I, I kind of look like Screech. And uh, just so everybody, in, any, in case anybody wants to know, D kind of looks like um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. Yeah. Exactly like Vincent right. Gallo. He's gonna hate us for saying that because he uh, he hates hearing that. But he acts and looks just like. Vincent Gallo in Buffalo 66. It's, he was it's... also in that movie, The Brown Bunny, where he showed his cock. I didn't see that. <laughs> it was a huge cock. But then later on, it came out that it was actually a stunt cock. It wasn't his cock. <laughs> but anyway, that's everybody. That's everybody associated with the show. So, the uh, did you get some stories this week so I didn't have to give you stories? Like I actually bitch? did. I actually did. I went and did my... Uh... 15 minutes of web searching to find some silly or sick or wrong articles, and I think I've got some some good stuff to compete with what you've probably got. Although, I have to say now that both of mine are short, so... That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason it takes 15 minutes to find these articles is because you have to, like, wade through all the porno. Because after porno, the next most popular thing on the internet is fucked up stories. Well, see, both of these came from legitimate... News websites. One of them's from BBC News, and the All other right. one's from Local Ten. But both of those websites have these sections that are kind of, you know, the whole purpose of them is to is to have funny stories. So I think on purpose they they tell short versions of them, with you know the headline being the funny part, and then they just tell a little blurb about it. They don't really go into the detail that they should. That's good. I have a short attention span, as uh, I'm sure a yeah, lot of people do. And that's what they're catering towards. But I really would like to, you know delve deeper into the personal lives of some of these crazies. Deeper and harder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, this is where the sound effects would come in handy. Boing. <laughs> so, yeah, let's hear them. Go for it. You go. Okay, well, I'm going to go first. 
Uh, right here. FBI passenger on plane fought man who smelled. Do you have this one? No, no I don't. Okay. And I'm trying to even follow that. FBI <laughs> passenger. No, FBI no, on plane. FBI colon. So this is FBI, I guess, saying passenger on plane fought man who smelled. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I it. guess that's how they, uh, they titled their report on this incident. In Miami, authorities said a flight broke out. Excuse me. A fight broke out on board a flight arriving at Miami International Airport on Wednesday morning. American Airlines Flight 918 was en route to Miami from Lima, Peru, when, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a 56-year-old Japanese man and a 20-year-old man who got, got into an alteration. The FBI said that about two hours before the flight was scheduled to land, the Japanese man elbowed the passenger sitting next to him, Federal authorities said the Japanese man didn't think the passenger should be using an iPod in flight and complained that he smelled. <laughs> he, he threw on some karate on him, it sounds like. <laughs> he just did the elbow. I don't know. He then poured perfume on the man, poured water on himself, and vomited in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hat trick. This guy's just a just a barrel of monkeys. I thought you weren't supposed to have any liquids on the plane. What's going on? Well, I don't know. Depending maybe on where you're coming Lima, from, maybe not in Lima, but I know that they just announced this week that they lifted the ban on liquids, and now you can buy liquids in the quote-unquote sterile area. The <laughs> sterile area beyond the security checkpoint in the airport is where you can buy the airport water. So if you have a bottle of water, you have to throw it out. And then after security, you can buy the same bottle of water in the sterile area. For $7. Exactly. So anyway, let me repeat this uh, this set of events here. He complained about the pastor using an iPod in flight. On the iPod! And then he complained that he smelled. Oh, you're stinky. <laughs> then he poured perfume on the man, poured water on himself, and vomited in the aisle. <laughs> That's a nice... That's a nice way to go. No, That's w- a nice way to make a statement. <laughs> now, no, I'm just visualizing this all happening within like the same three minutes. So I'm wondering um, where the vomit came from. Was it water? Was it vomit? Was it lunch? Flight attendants were able to basically keep the both men apart for the remainder of the flight. Uh, once they got to Miami, the crew did notify Miami-Dade police. When the plane, arri- plane arrived at gate D43, shortly before 6 a.m., police greeted both men. No charges were filed, but authorities said American Airlines denied boarding the Japanese man a day earlier because he had been behaving strangely. Oh, so he's just a wacko. He can vomit on demand. He's yeah. A tr- he's a true hero. There's a guy in a band in San Francisco who does that on stage, right? And that band's Schizo. Schizo, yeah. He can just puke whenever he wants. Yeah, I've seen it. Wow. It's gross. Yeah, I bet it is. And so, that's it. <laughs> so Yeah, but le- okay, I got some comments about this story. First of all... They so they moved the two people apart. If that's a full flight, assuming the guy really does smell, it means somebody had to get moved next to the stinky guy. That would suck. Uh, could we? Uh, well, could it you was first your... of all, it was never confirmed that the man actually smelled. Right. It could have just been the guy next to him, kind of like he's got his elbow on your armrest. Yeah. And you hit the button like this man's having my armrest. He's using my armrest. He was using an iPod, and and the guy said that he smelled. I don't know if he really smelled. I don't even know if he really had an iPod. <laughs> the, you think the Japanese guy was just totally whacked out? Well, he was acting strangely. The day before. Okay. So who knows? Well, my other comment is also about people stinking on the plane. Uh, on the one hand, so I'm assuming he did stink, but even if he didn't, my my uh, concept is still valid. 
on the one hand, yeah, it would it sucks to be next to somebody who's like farting on the plane. You've you've had that, or you, you smell, and you, like it's a silent one. You don't know where it came from. That's really annoying. It just kind of wafts up into your nostrils, or even worse, when they actually have bad bo. Mm. Like you, you get that a lot overseas, like in Europe, especially when you're taking flights to or from Greece or from <laughs> Spain. Pretty much anywhere in Europe. I don't know. I had a I, I had a set of bad plane experiences while I was in Europe, and uh, there was a lot of people, especially when they lift up their arms and put their stuff into the overhead containers that's when the armpit Full is just, blast oh, in the it's, face it's just yeah like it's like a loudspeaker of nastiness just pointing right at your nose yeah so that's annoying but then yeah. on the other hand i have been to vegas <laughs> and whenever you go to vegas you just basically you know you're there for three days or two days and you just drink non-stop you don't even go to sleep and then obviously you don't clean yourself up to get to the airport because you you're like running to the airport. You've got 20 minutes to get there after you pull that last slot machine. And and I know I've smelled pretty bad, and had to sit. And people have had to endure my stench. Yeah, so. I've actually smelled myself in that situation. Been like, damn. And that's that's like a your combination of Vegas, you know, cigarette stench from the casinos and just the booze as it's oozing out of your skin and. And I've been that gross guy, and I would hope that, you know, nobody would elbow me or, or throw perfume at me or, or puke over my legs into the aisle. Indeed, this could have been you. It could have been. But it wasn't. But then That's he vomited. <laughs> and then, and then the, the puke probably smells worse than the guy did. So the guy, you know, he defeated his own purpose. Yeah, they're in the plane still. They're in the aisle. Vomited in the aisle. Authority said. <clears throat> I wonder if they have to vacuum that up. Or they just leave it there as a message to all the other passengers. <laughs> a lesson. Behave. <laughs> Why don't you just launch right into your next one? <laughs> that was good. Okay. I appreciated it. Okay. Story number two. Loxley police arrest man for dragging Shetland pony behind truck. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this comes from a website whose, uh, you know, who, this section is you know, kind of meant for the headlines more than it is the actual story, although the story is pretty funny. The headline was great. But yeah, after the headline, like, that's usually what I do when I'm scanning the news normally, not looking for stuff for this podcast, but uh, just reading the headlines. So, in Loxley, Alabama. Bama. A man who offered pony rides as part of a traveling carnival in Loxley has been arrested and charged with animal cruelty after officials said he dragged a three-year-old Shetland pony about 500 feet behind a flatbed truck. On Alabama Route 59. On purpose, or did you just forget the thing was tied up a la uh, National Lampoon's vacation? <laughs> I'm getting there. All right. Patience. Loxley Police Chief Cliff Yetter said Jerry Caruthers, 47, was taken to the Daf Daphne. Daphne? I think it's Daphne. Jail after his arrest on Saturday night where he is being held on a $1,500 bond. Caruthers was also charged with reckless endangerment. Veterinarian Tim Stewart treated the pony and said the animal sustained severe skin burns and knee joint on the knee joint on its front leg, and it was skinned to the bone because of abrasions from the pavement. <laughs> this is going to be the life-threatening injury of the century. <laughs> for, for, the, for the Shetland pony. It's kind of profound. <laughs> A police report stated that the man had been drinking alcohol at the time of his arrest. Well, yeah, he's a carny. <laughs> I <laughs> would hope they? so. He said that he didn't know the pony was back there, Yetter said. 
In the Alabama, in Alabama, a conviction carries a jail sentence of six months and a maximum fine of one thousand dollars. The pony was being treated at Baldwin Animal Clinic. Stewart said the ponies. The Stewart said the pony's owner, whom police identified as Rick Kirkland of Dale City, Florida, planned to come to get the animal. Um, and that's really about all the story is. So it's this guy basically was offering pony rides at the carnival, and I think to entertain the kids, he hooked the pony up to the truck and just took off. <laughs> Wait, is that written in there, or is that your own interpretation? That's kind of my own interpretation, but here's here's a witness testimony. That's what carnies think is fun, so they yeah. just assume other, everybody else, I think it might have just small been children, like, think that sort of thing is fun. Yeah, it's a slow day at the carnival. Uh, kids aren't really getting into the pony rides. Let's take the pony for a drag race. <laughs> A witness saw the man driving the flatbed truck south on Highway 59 about 11.30 p.m. Saturday and dragging the pony on its side. So can we assume he's going like 55 miles an hour? <laughs> they don't say how fast highway? he was going, which is kind of a bummer. Well, the minimum speed limit is 45, right? So I don't know. This could have been a – I don't know what Highway 59 – this is Alabama. So Highway right. 59 could Everything's be a, a two-lane road there. that you know people live right on. The witness said the truck pulled into a BP station after the witness told the driver that he was dragging the animal. And again, he said he didn't know the pony was back there. <laughs> <laughs> the man wasn't upset and didn't bother trying to get any help, the witness stated in the police report. So, <laughs> drunk pony dragon. So Shetlands are those little tiny ones, right? Yeah, and yeah. Circus pony. So it might have been a little Free bit, pony rides. a little bit more sick and wrong if it had been like a, um, a big ass Budweiser horse. Clydesdale. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it better that it's the little Shetland pony. It's just all bouncing around back there. It's like the midgets of ponies. Yeah. I'm kind of reminded yeah. of that scene in Napoleon Dynamite where he throws the little action figure out the bus <laughs> tied to the dental floss. <laughs> and I can imagine the Shetland pony bouncing around like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like both of those stories. And in the combination... I think it's even better. I'd like to see the Japanese crazy puking guy riding the Shetland pony while it was being dragged and then puking all over the place. <laughs> but that's just my dream. Okay. Enough said. All right, you want to hear mine? I do. I also have a medley this week, um, just because I couldn't decide on what thing I wanted to talk about. But I have uh, two stories involving uh, just people not treating their little children very well. <laughs> and then, uh, actually, I think I have four, but I'm just going to blast into all of these and hopefully we won't run too long here. Um, this is the most shocking one. This is uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Which is also down sort of near Alabama, I believe. <laughs> Somewhere in the south. Um, a man repeatedly stabbed his toddler and estranged wife. That kind of stuff happens every day, right? <laughs> down but, there. But he was in the inter on the interstate during rush hour traffic when this happened. Uh, the two-year-old girl was in a car with her parents when her father started stabbing his wife. With a kitchen knife that he had uh, while he was on Interstate 110 near the governor's mansion. I don't know why that matters, but uh, uh, during rush hour. Uh, his wife, the 26-year-old woman, uh, immediately got out of the car 
and started running for help because it's, you know, it's, it's jam packed rush hour, stop and go traffic. So she just jumps out, starts running with her stab wounds. Um, and luckily there was a sheriff's car right in front of their car, <laughs> which didn't deter this dude from, you know, starting to stab his wife. So she, she immediately just ran up to the sheriff's car and was like, Hey, my, my husband is stabbing me in the car back there behind you. Um, but when she got out of the car, uh, the guy, uh, the husband, uh, estranged husband, uh, notably, uh, then he just started stabbing the two-year-old. And, like, all these people in all these cars around them are just, you know, aghast in horror. Um, so this is completely witnessed by, you know, hundreds of people on the highway as well as the cop ahead. Um, one woman who was uh, in a car next, do- uh, next to them on the highway said, he kept stabbing the daughter until the knife was stuck in her head. In her head. Yeah, in the baby's head. Baby. Um, the man then put uh, the girl on the highway after he'd stabbed her in the head with a knife. And uh, then he drove off, sideswiping his the deputy's car, the sheriff's car, and striking his wife, who was standing next to the sheriff's car, um, as he sped away. And the baby's just laying there. Well, yeah, she's she's just on the ground, all cut up and stabbed. The story's pretty gross. But still alive? Um, yeah, she's still alive. He, he, so this guy drove off, hit a bunch of utility poles. His car finally hurtled through the air and, uh, landed on its roof, um, on top of another vehicle. <laughs> so, uh, all three, cause now he's all, you know, fucked up. Uh, all three were taken to a, a big hospital down there. Uh, the child was in extremely critical condition with a cut along her midsection and a kitchen knife lodged in her head. But she was alive. Still alive, but in extremely critical condition. The mother uh, was thrown 20 to 40 feet by the impact of the car. Also had numerous stab wounds. Um, She's expected to live. And the man is only being treated for minor injuries. (laughs) Snap! They don't know know why why he started stabbing her, but apparently um, they had been married for about six years, but we're currently living apart. I don't know where they were all going together. Probably some family function. I know that always stresses me out. <laughs> to their doom. You know, going to like Christmas with your girlfriends or wife's parents or anything like that. <laughs> Although, you know, this just happened. There's no holidays, so who knows what they were doing. Um, it was not, uh, once again, it was not immediately clear what led to the stabbings. And that there wasn't like a follow-up That's I- it. interview with the man? Like, hey. No, I assume he what's probably, going on, guy. I assume he's not going to be talking because he's, you know, whatever he says is just going to incriminate him more. Even though there was hundreds of people who witnessed this whole thing in broad daylight during rush hour traffic. Wow. Yeah. So that's a good thing that happened in the United States this week. <clears throat> this is going to sound really bad, but <laughs> you know, you throughout well that now. throughout that entire scenario, I'm just envisioning, you know, that that whole event happening. And the song playing in the background is that circus song from Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I don't know why you would make that association, but it's kind of scary that you do. Um. All right. Uh, my other uh, this this is a uh, local story that I have. Concord, California. People probably don't know where that is, but it's near Oakland and Cal uh, in San Francisco. There's a big. Uh, 
music venue in Concord where, you know, the likes of Iron Maiden come. And I know P-Town, you and I and D have gone to see Iron Maiden there. I believe uh, we've seen Dio there. And these are all, like, in the past couple of years. Not I think that was the same show, actually. I yeah, you're right. I think it was you're Maiden right. or Dio opening for Maiden. Have you seen any other washed-up bands there? This that, isn't, like, back when they were really big. No. This is just recently. This they, is 2004. They, they come to the Concord Pavilion. No, that's the only time that I've ever been to Concord Pavilion, but um, it was a great show, and what made, it, what made it great, besides the music being there, was the people watching. I yes. Think, I think Concord is probably the mullet capital of California. Yeah, lots of Heshers. It was amazing. I don't know. Heshers, do people know what that means? Just, you know, guy rockers with mullets and, and T-shirts with the sleeves cut off. And, and jaggy teeth and yeah. most, Me- mesh, most likely Mesh baseball problems. hats, but not in the cool, like, I live in Brooklyn way and I go to clubs, like, in the, this is a cool mesh hat, ain't it? <laughs> with that the, kind with of the way. neck flaps on the back. <laughs> right. So in Concord, uh, uh, a man and his his wife or or baby's mama or whatever uh i don't know if they're married it doesn't really say uh and actually i just completely fucked the story up because it wasn't a man and his wife it was a it was a mother and her younger brother were having a fight outside their apartment <laughs> is that really that different out there <laughs> no. no um her brother was 28 so these guys uh, these two people are are definitely old enough to know better we're having this uh, heated altercation yelling at each other um, they actually started to it started to become physical, and they are shoving each other around. Uh, in the middle of this, um, the woman's fifteen month old, which is a year and a you know three months, I guess. When when kids are little, they always age them by months, even if they're like thirty six months old. Um, he walked out, and instead of you know stopping their fight and acknowledging that there's a small child present, uh, they continued to fight and. Uh, uh, the guy knocked the uh, mother down, and she landed on the kid, and the kid died. <laughs> 50, uh, 15 months old. The baby got entangled in the middle of it, um, and they, uh, there were other people around at this point trying to break up the fight because they saw this small child, and uh, they all all these people jumped up, and they started screaming, the baby, the baby. Um, the witness, these were the witnesses that were there, uh, said, but uh, to no avail... Um, the guy pushed the mother down, and uh, he's being charged with manslaughter, willful cruelty to a child, and inflicting injury on a child. The mother is not being charged with anything, I guess, because she was the one who got shoved. Although, you'd think she would like notice her kid and and like, you know, simmer down. But apparently, that's not what happened. It doesn't say what they were fighting about, which is kind of a bullshit way to end this story. But anyway, damn. Uh, yeah, so those are my two little kid stories. Those are pretty good, huh? <laughs> oh, the children. And this other one isn't one I would have talked about, but I, D, uh, D would, would uh, make me talk about it, and uh, and I'm sure probably rightly so it deserves to be mentioned, but there was another Columbine-style uh, school shooting thing that just happened in Colorado. Wasn't that with a, a guy went in and kidnapped a bunch of girls? Yeah, so it's not exactly like the Columbine thing, but I, something this big, I guess, needs to be mentioned. This was in Bailey, Colorado. Uh, a gunman, who's actually much older, which is why this is uh, kind of very different, but it, it all happened in a school, and kids were taken hostage at, the, at school. They don't know if he's between... Um, it hasn't been determined whether he was between 30 and 50 years old. So he's older, older guy. But he went into this school with a gun, and uh, basically it's kind of a bizarre story. But he went into classrooms, told all the boys to get out, 
and then told all the girls to line up in the uh, front of the chalkboard, and then he picked the ones that he thought were sexy, I guess. <laughs> Kidnappable. <laughs> yeah, and he ended up with about six, and there was kind of a standoff. I'm not going to go into the whole story just because I'm sure this has been covered everywhere to death. But, uh, you know, he, he ended up slowly sending, like, one after the other of these final six girls out. Uh, the cops finally came in when there were, uh, I think, two left. Uh, and one of the remaining two girls got out. Uh, he shot uh, the, the last girl, which apparently was probably the one he thought was the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> the pick of the crop. Yeah, and then he shot himself, so... Uh, they don't even know the guy's name. Uh, they don't know why he did it, other than he's just a big, you know, pedophilic pervert. I think he was in his forties because they had a picture of him on Yahoo News or something. Yeah, he kind of looks like that. And he had that. I would kinda, say forty. That kind of blank stare, gray hair. So I just thought I'd mention that, and then and finally, uh, uh, I just wanted everybody to sort of get a sense of the great uh, city of Oakland, where where the Sick and Wrong podcast is done from. We hit our uh, 110th and 111th murder of the year uh, yesterday. Nice. And that's that's not from last September. That's from January 1st. Oh, the actual so, year. Yeah. So anybody who wants to come to Oakland. Uh, step just, up. Just step up. <laughs> we'll know what you're getting into, first of all. Um, Oaktown. So apparently last year, we have 110, 111 murders this year. Um, and it's only, you know, the 28th of September or when I post this, it'll be October 1st or something. Does that make Oakland the, the murder capital of the world I once know. again? I, I think Baltimore is pretty bad. Because I know that Baltimore, Washington, Detroit, and Oakland keep kind of handing off that trophy to each other every, every couple of years. Yeah, I think we got to wait for December 31st to get the, uh, the final tally. <laughs> I think it's the trophy. Yeah, because every year at Halloween, Detroit has a huge spike. And Oakland has a huge spike. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, remains to be seen. Last year, in the entire year of 2005, there were only 94 for the whole year. In so, Oakland? So, yeah. So we're uh, we're outpacing ourselves this year, and I just want to give Oakland a hand for that. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Oakland! Beat Detroit! <laughs> Beat Baltimore! Do you have the numbers from the... Uh the other competing cities. No, but I think maybe I'll get that next week cuz I just yeah. noticed this uh these these uh number the 110 and 111. I just noticed those before we did the we started the podcast just now. So uh next week maybe I'll just tally up everybody and give everybody, you know, a a snapshot of where we are in the running uh for, you know, murder murder city, I guess. I think we USA. Ought to, we got to we got to get together a little a uh, little money pool on this. Maybe I just hope I don't get shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I want to say it's funny, but it's not really funny. It's actually completely, you know, scary, I guess is the word. But uh, a lot of these murders, they're, it's, you know, like gang warfare. And it's always, they're trying to shoot somebody. But instead of finding the guy when he's alone, they just see him in a huge crowd. And they just, like, start shooting at the crowd, which is what happened with these two uh, ladies. Uh, had their names at one point, but now I lost them. Uh, Gail Bereda and Shirley Hill. They were just sort of standing in a big crowd, and then, you know... Some... Where was this in Oakland? West Oakland. West uh, I think Oakland. it was Martin Luther King and uh, 31st Street. That's one of those areas that they're trying really hard to gentrify. Yeah, well, it ain't working. Yeah, yeah, because you, you see all these uh, 
work live deluxe lofts coming up down there and yeah you know the, yeah. the price of living's getting pretty high but you know you'll still get shot. you still get shot yeah. so i don't know who's paying those prices but you guys are fucking. Yeah, i don't idiots. know what you're getting for that price <laughs> where does la stand in all this it seems like from all the hollywood you know depictions of la being this like gangsta town it's like i never see that city even even listed well really all the gang activity in uh I don't even. I'm talking out of my ass here, but uh, it's it's all based in South Central, which I get, I think South Central is a smaller probably population and area than you know East and West Oakland, which are the gang heavy areas of Oakland. But that's just I pulled that out of my ass. It's just a guess. And Oakland's a big town. I think you know people tend to think of Oakland as not being that big because. The only places in Oakland that you'd really want to go would be North and West Oakland, which really isn't that big of an area, but you know, East Oakland is huge. Yeah, it is. It's really huge. <laughs> West Oakland is kind of small, but East Oakland goes on for just miles and miles and miles. I think there's like, you know, nine or ten different police districts out there, where West Oakland maybe has two or three. Sweet. And they'll the other funny thing, they'll pay you a lot of money to be an Oakland police officer. I think starting salary is like eighty grand. Wow! But would you do it? Eighty grand—that's more than I make. Would you do it? Well, no, because you—you know, no, I, you got to spend all that, your time in East and West Oakland, right? And they probably have to walk around in full riot gear at all times. Pretty much yeah. everybody in those—you know—everybody in those neighborhoods hates you. Um, but then again, they hate all the, you know, the people who live there don't like the crime, but right. they don't like the police. It, it's a total clusterfuck. I, I'm sure the pay is, is proportional to the, uh, amount of deaths on the force. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably. Well, that's Oakland for you. Love Home it. of sick and wrong studios. Love it or leave it. Bitches. Well, uh, that about wraps it up, I think. Uh, unless you have anything else to say, P-Town, next week you're going to be, uh, you know, ousted. Because D comes back, although I would welcome you back because you can work the uh, the podcast machine Tron better than D can. <laughs> so if you ever want to come back, and uh, I'll just kick D out. Okay. D. All right. Well, uh, sick and wrong podcast number thirty-eight is now over. officially over. <laughs> email email in to a uh, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail if you liked any of those stories enough to to email. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>